Hey guys, welcome to Two Broke for Therapy, a podcast where we talk about life's biggest problems. A bunch of 27-year-olds uh, put our phones down and uh, we answer what you guys submit to us. <laughs> this week, uh, we talked about... This is so weird for me. <laughs> uh, this week, we talked about how to deal with moving. We talked about how me, Ben, is leaving the podcast yeah. in San Francisco. We talked about how... How to criticize your own work. How to criticize your own work. And just how to be a successful human being. Yeah. Steve, uh, what do you think happened this week? I think uh, everyone got pretty emotional and real. Um, I liked to ask you... I liked to ask you... I asked you a couple of uh, deeper questions and kind of got the groups read on the same kind of subject, and uh, yeah, we gained a lot. I, I don't know, I'm uncomfortable not doing the intro to the show, but I love <laughs> that you're doing it because I'm very awkward right now, but, you know, I think you forgot to say something, um, you oh, know. And, and what was that, Steve? What did I forget? That we are not therapists. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I've never said that before. We are not therapists. Yes, that is true. I feel like I'm in the bizarro era of the podcast. <laughs> like, too rich for therapy. <laughs> We're just like, we just talk about life because we understand it. <laughs> no, that's not the case. Well, this is your last episode, dude. And, you know, we had Sam and Chelsea on strictly because we needed a family-style episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks um, as, like, an update on what we're going to do with the host situation. I'm just going to take some time and, like, figure it out, obviously. But I think I need a separation from um, not having been here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a couple of weeks, still have the podcast come out every week and interview people. But it will be just me for a while until I figure out who that next host is going to be. But Ben's shoes are going to be hard to fill, but we will um, figure it out sooner than you would probably expect. I had a great time, Steve. I had a great time, Ben. And, you know, this isn't the end. I know we'll still hear from you and stuff like that. And, you know, we've got a, a wine-sponsored episode, so we didn't even have to buy any wine for this. It was a real celebration. It, what it really was. Shout out to Love Wine from uh, Russian River. Damn it, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, you know, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to uh, us banter with one another for the last uh, 14 weeks. And uh, just know this isn't the end of Too Broke for Therapy. This isn't the end of Ben's involvement with us or the podcast. And just know that we've got a lot of stuff in store for the future. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to not have him here, but it will be an adjustment for both sides of the party for sure. It's, it's not that I'm leaving. It's just a new chapter, a new day. It's um, progressing. <laughs> you got to drink that Red Bull, baby. Give me some wings, baby. Give me some wings. You got to learn how to fly. Sometimes you got to get pushed out of the nest. I When I dream, I fly. Filming so on a GoPro. <laughs> just letting you know that. <laughs> when I dream, I fly. But yeah, man, thanks again so much for being on the podcast with me. And, uh, you know, this final episode is more of a uh, homage to each other and also like stuff we've learned from doing this together and stuff so yeah anyway thank you guys and i hope that uh, you enjoy listening to this
I'm still so thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> they will, Steve. Okay. Well, you, this is Too Broke for Therapy. Always submit questions at TooBrokeForTherapy.com. And let's get into the La Familia episode. The, the final chapter of uh, Ben's hosting career. And guys, we are not therapists. Let's cheer this up. I just caught the checkup. Don't you flex up I know you didn't mean it when you said you really do. So I'll just let it slide. Put your feelings to the side. Check up. Check up. I just caught the checkup. Don't you flex up on me. I know you didn't mean it when you said you were leaving. So I'll just let it slide. Put your feelings to the side and vibe. So scared to throw up. <laughs> I know. I don't throw up. I don't think I've thrown up in like four years. You're gonna throw up next week. <laughs> you you just cursed yourself. You just Jerry Seinfeld yourself. Knocking on the wood. Tomorrow's the night. You're gonna just lay those sick fucking beats down and just vomit. We're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think this kid eats enough to puke. You don't That's eat a lot. False. I eat a lot of food. I don't There's know about how that. much I just ate. A you ate a salad. You, and a flatbread. Unless you got a hit in your stomach like immediately after eating, you don't eat enough. <laughs> I bet you digest your food so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're an efficient. You have an efficient body. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've I got this like you know I'm. I think my body is like hey. There might be a new ice age, and <laughs> we're gonna give you the prototype for it. We're gonna test it out. Like I pack on mass when I don't want to pack on mass, and then like in the summer like. I don't know, I just, like, lose all this, like, neck weight, but, like, I just, like, get it in my thighs, and I just don't understand anything. Life doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I've been drinking, you know, when I try to lose all this weight, when we were doing a whole goal update thing, um, which, speaking of which, we're doing a show tomorrow that no one is going to be able to go to listening to this, but uh, that will be fun, right? You, you've got no, nothing prepared. This is going to be your first show where you just go into it raw dog. <laughs> or not dog. Or not dog. I might, yeah, I might not. You might just not dog it. Just play nothing. Just show up and people are like, "Yo, sound system." Yeah, we went to the room. Hey, can I ask you a real question? Yeah. Why did you ask me to freestyle at my birthday? <laughs> Why did you think one that that would be a good idea, two that would be funny, <laughs> or three that that would be worth anybody's time that shows up? You were like, hey, you texted me so casually. You were like, hey, you should freestyle at your birthday. Would that be something you're into? And I was like, no, why would you ask me that? When have I ever freestyled for you? I don't know. I would have thought that maybe I could have put on like an old tribe. Yeah, but like even then I'm... I'm, I I just see you on stage like... You know, we just talked about throwing up. That was the night I threw up the night before and the morning after. Like, that was my birthday. I'm not going to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people that, like, love me at that moment and make them all not love me anymore. <laughs> it would have been embarrassing for all of us, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. Lil Dicky inspires me, man. I feel like you could do it. Yo. Shouts out to white people. Shouts out to white people. White people rapping. Dude, Lil Dicky's okay. Like, people hate him. I've seen him live. He's, he's okay. a great He's performer. nice. He's nice. Thank you. He's nice. I think he's great. Yeah. You know me. I fucked with Lil Dicky forever, so... <laughs> I went to his show here, like... Two years ago, it was great. And now, you know, Double XL Freshman List. I has a song that gets played on the radio. A comedy song that literally gets played all over the place. Like, you go to Levi Stadium for sporting events. I went to MSG and they played Save That Money in the entire stadium. Wow. Yeah. It's like crazy. 
I think he might have had the longest and biggest song out of anyone on that list. Like, Designer's Panda's sick, but that song, like, I don't even hear it on radios anymore when I'm in Ubers. It's still on the radio. Oh, I'm sure it's still on the radio. But Save That Money definitely came out before Panda. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it came out five months before. Yeah. Yeah. It came out, yeah. It's probably one of the most brilliant music videos I've ever seen. I love music videos, and that's, like... Yeah, it's like, it's fun, yeah, you get to watch the concept. You know the concept? The music video? Oh yeah, there's a song, Little Dickies, uh, Save That Money, it's like, Fetty Wap, him, Rich Homie Kwan, and he basically is like, I don't want to spend any money making this music video. So the opening of the music video is he's literally in Beverly Hills, knocking on people's doors, being like, can we film a music video here? The whole concept of the video is, I don't want to spend any money. So then the rest of the music video, he's like, I want to get in a boat. Like, what is, like, the richest thing that you can have in a music video, but I want to get for free? So he's like, expensive car, boat, nightclub. So he achieves, like, all three of those things. He, like, gets to hang out with T-Pain for, like, 15 minutes and, like, use his music video as his music video as well. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's crazy. So and he gets so many people to be in it. Kevin Durant's in it. He smokes uh, with uh, Sarah Silverman. It's, like, very crazy. And, like, it's just because he, That's like, pulled a bunch of... What? So that's fabulous. Yeah, he just like, you know. Pulled favors. Pulled favors. Yeah, Mark Cuban's in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Neil Young. And he saved that money. And he saved that money. And he got paid for it. That was the best part. Is There's a part where he got uh, weed maps and Venmo to like give him stuff to wear in the video. He wears it for five seconds and he got like $3,000 for it. <laughs> so he's like, I'm actually making money. <laughs> that's the crazy <laughs> part about this whole thing. Um, so yeah. What's your guys' thought on the XXL freshman list? <clears throat> no, yes. Um, we support how many people on it? I support. I support a few people on three there. Three or four. Um, I'd say. I'd say. That's how it kind of always is, though. Talent wise, it's not really there. Okay. Who would I you think... like to see on it? Also, Gold Link was last year. I looked it up. I know. I know. Gold Link was last year. I think, just you know, music wise, I think Made in Tokyo could have been on there. Father. Father could have been on there. Girl. A girl could have been there. Any female. There's a name lot of name one low key female MC that is not. Um, what's that girl? Big. Wolf Tyla. He's pretty what? cool. Kaylani should have been on it. Kaylani should have been on it. Kaylani definitely should have been on it. But she like, she has the talent and the repertoire to be on it. But then she just took a hiatus like at the most crucial moment. Which I don't. I mean, I don't really know enough about this. The whole genre to like sit here and name a bunch of female MCs that I think should have been on it, but they should have made an effort to have a female representation on it in the lineup. There's only been like one or two. It's kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah. I know, but that's pretty common in the industry. We just had this conversation about um, Coachella. They haven't had a female headliner in like 10 years. Yeah. Valid. Damn, Cella. But at the same time, there are bands with, like, main, like, singers that are women. Like, Arcade Fire is a big band. Very disproportionately, though, to yeah, the yeah. amount of talent that's actually Oh, no, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you like to see host? What, what kind of woman artist would you like to see headline a festival like Coachella? Beyonce? I mean, I don't really go to Beyonce. Okay, so <laughs> then why are you complaining? Well, every time I, I make a comment, you ask me to name female artists, and I just oh well. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make you name them earlier. I was just saying like I don't really like me too as someone who listens to like 
a lot of that kind of like lower key internet music. Like I don't know a lot of uh, rappers that are actually like female MCs. Like there's one in the inner city kids and then flapjack. Pretty cool. And, um, there's one in made in Tokyo's click too. So the private club and she's actually really good on that song Vroom. She's got a good verse, but everyone kind of like, yeah. 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 I really enjoy that. Yeah. That's a great song for like a inclusive I mean, yeah, the thing about the Devil XL freshman list is they just put these people with the likes of some of hip hop's greatest people over the past, you know, five to six years. You see people like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Yeah, but that was like three years ago. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm saying these people are now, you know, this is for 2016, these people are being put on the same likes as those those people. And I don't see that same talent. I don't see any of these people that are really gonna like take off and the person that get, impresses me the most i think has the least talent who lil yachty i don't think lil yachty has i think that i he think he's made I something think, for no him. his talent comes from he is a marketing genius yeah and he knew how to sell himself and he he admits it in every interview oh, yeah, he, does. Yeah, he started making music four months ago and he is on the same list that kendrick lamar was on four years ago yeah true like how it's crazy because he blew up, he had a hot song. Yeah, one night is a very hot song, and then no, it's very true. But but he's also been everywhere. You you said it like his face is everywhere. You should look up uh, Tommy Genesis. She's in um, Father's like awful crew. She's like um, kind of like a slower, monotoned rapper, and like that's very like girl internet rapish. But she's very fucking good. I'm actually a big fan of her. And if there was someone I could have put on that list, that would be the person I would have put on that list. She had a huge like mixtape come out, and she's like toured. She headlined, co-headlined with Father actually on that tour that they went on. Mm. So just fruit for that. She's pretty good. She's on a couple songs with him. Vampire, good one. Um, but let's just kind of like get into it. Uh, do you guys have some on some real shit that you want to bring? Um, first off, I just want to say, Sam, Chelsea, thank you for coming on Ben's last episode. Um, if there was people that we would have here, obviously it's you guys, um, the two broke for therapy family, and you know. Mm-hmm. We're all bummed that Ben's leaving, but we're happy that he's doing something new, I think, um, we can all agree with, and, you know, when it came to who we wanted on Ben's last episode, it was either a big party or just the fam, and we kind of settled on this because we wanted a more intimate and real show, and, you know, it's important to us to be able to hang out. Ben literally leaves in two days. Two days. By the time this episode is posted, Ben will not be in San Francisco anymore. Like I said, thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Wouldn't wouldn't miss it. Yeah. Anything to say? Happy um, to wish you off. Well, I'm gonna miss you guys. I mean, I mean, this kind of goes into my entrepreneurial shit. Is like you start it then. Entrepreneurial shit, like moving's hard no matter no matter what. Yeah. Like I just helped Madison move from Santa Barbara to Vegas. I'm moving myself from here to LA. Like, there's so many levels to it that you just don't really realize until it's actually happening. Um, 
like all my shit's gone, but like I'm still here. Yeah. And it's like That's hard. It's like hard to see my room the way it is now, and like it's hard to see you guys and know that things are gonna be different in a couple of days. It's hard to not show up to work today. It's hard. To, yeah. It's like you know. It's like no matter how. Like it's like so cool. Like when you're planning it all out and things are being mapped out and things are like being like when the key's being pushed because it's like yeah like this sounds so cool yeah I'm like about this this is right in line with what I want to do then it comes to it no matter what you do it's like it's hard yeah I feel like we have a lot of friends that are like moving around right now I mean it's summer so it's a hot time for it but it's like you know I'm sure there's a lot of people that might be listening to this that feel the same way as you yeah I mean especially people everybody who's just graduated college and is moving either home or to a new place or Everybody who's been in a spot for a while is now moving. It's like, no matter what you do, like, you can plan everything to a T. It's still going to be fucking hard. Yeah. Like, because there's just an emotional element to it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss you, Steve. I'm going to miss you, Sam. I'm going to miss you, Chelsea. It's like, no, no matter how much I try to act like I got it, it's still fucking hard. At least it's not New York. <laughs> At least yeah. it's not New York. At least it's LA. <laughs> At least it's a place where... Two out of the three of us are, like, from. Yeah. Or it's just, like, a flight away. The hard part about being from Santa Barbara, I was talking about this earlier, is, like, there's, like, the airport there is so small, it's not even worth flying into. Mm -hmm. Now, like, LA to San Francisco is, like, 80, 90 bucks. Long Beach, baby. Yeah. We spoke about it before, and we'll speak. Flying to Long Beach. The true passage between San Francisco and Southern California. JetBlue to LB. Yeah. LB, SFO. Just go back and forth. I agree. I think it's easy or would be easy for any of us to be emotional about you leaving because I definitely we love having you here but I'm just trying to think of it positively in terms of like we get to expand and possibly do events down there in Mm -hmm. LA and um you know push this like two broke brand yeah from both sides of the state you know because between the four of us we've got two major cities right exactly the internet keeps us close. And it's really not that far. Like, we could just drive. Exactly. You could ride a bike there in a day and a half. Really? Yeah. not going to do that. I'm, I'm just saying, guys, it, how bad do you miss Ben? You know, that's the <laughs> <laughs> Bad enough to drive my car. Yeah. But I'm not going to ride my... <laughs> I don't even have well, we a bike. can't all have motor vehicles, you know, and I don't have a bike either. But I feel like it'd be cheaper to rent a bike. I got a back seat. You could sit in the back seat. I, I was in that back seat for five, for five minutes, yeah. and that was terrible. Mini Cooper life. Mini yeah. Cooper life. I've been rolling in a Fiat. The Fiat back seat way more comfortable than a Mini Cooper back seat. Really? Shouts out to Italians. They hey. figured it out. Not the Germans. <laughs> Not the Germans. Or is is Mini German? I thought it was British. It's BMW. Yeah, it's oh. BMW. Shit. It's I was proud of something for once, and now I'm not. (laughs) Shouts out to Mark Wahlberg. The Italian job really put those cars on the map. Um, Speaking of being proud of the British. Fuck it, dude. Fuck Iceland. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, So thanks, yeah. And, you know, like I said, thank you guys for coming. Ben, thanks for dropping the first on some real shit. And, you know, we'll dive into that many a time. So I'm going to start the podcast off with a question that kind of is for all of us, but mostly for you. Mm -hmm. And, um... Does anyone else have some on some real shit that they like to dive into that you might have thought of beforehand? Yeah, on some real shit, I'm a little disappointed in myself because, like, my stomach has been really bothering me. And I come from a background of, like, you know, like, holistic health and, like, trying to pay attention to my diet and be healthy all the time. And 
I think my lifestyle just switching from school to work has like gotten very stagnant you know because when I was going to school I was like constantly on the move I was taking public transportation a lot walking all over campus it's such a big campus you don't ride bikes there you walk um and then like trans translating that now into translating is not the right word you have to cut that part out it's okay just like comparing it to yeah and then moving into what I'm doing now which is just like sitting mostly sitting at a desk for like eight hours a day has been crazy on my body and trying it's really having to like figure out life again yeah. like how do i exercise i've never really i lived such a active, active lifestyle that i didn't have to exercise and now i'm like when do i do that it's real yeah you get a portable standing desk yeah helps out a lot one of those ones you just set on top mm-hmm. of where your desk is now well, I got probiotics, and I'm, like, you know, trying to do better on my diet, but definitely Just maybe moving. get a gym membership or something. How often do you get to take breaks at your current job? Like, could you technically go on a five-minute walk if you wanted to? I mean, UCSF yeah, is a pretty yeah. big campus, you know? Like, that's a good way to get around. Like, maybe try to get to one point of the campus that you've never been before. And it's really close to, like, um, Cole Street, you know, a lot of beautiful little shops down there. Go and get yourself a kombucha. I'm not, I'm, that's the wrong campus. Oh, are you on Dog Patch? Zion. Oh, Zion, baby. Yeah. I don't know anything about it's that. It's, like, right off Erie. <laughs> it's just a hospital. It's just oh, okay. a hospital location. Well, you know, maybe try to get out every once in a while. That's what I, I do. I do. I yeah. do. I get out and walk around and stuff, but still, like... Previous to this, I was in retail. I was standing all day, lifting boxes, moving, like, you know, despite how much time I get to take off work and move around throughout the day, which I do, it's still a very different lifestyle. My on some real shit is the purgatory of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You're leaving. Uh, People have been asking me all week what I'm going to do. And I think I'm going to take a couple weeks to figure it out you and i still kind of have to discuss just like kind of where we want to leave off and if we like could f- kind of figure out a direction for this to go together mm-hmm. what that would exactly be but um you know i'm going to be gone quite a bit um in this next month and i think it's a good opportunity for me to you know i want to interview one of my friends who's literally about to get married like my the first person i know in my life to actually like take that huge next step and mm-hmm. get married Although for different terms than most people would typically get married. Um, other than love. Um, <laughs> shout out to Love Wine. And, and <laughs> Love Chardonnay. Love Chardonnay. Um, cheers. Cheers. But Comic-Con 2 and the opportunities I have to uh, talk and interview people about just kind of the stuff that we've been talking about the past 14 weeks is like... Get different people's perspectives, and since I will be down there, it would be a good time to, like, get people who I would usually not be able to have on a podcast to be on a podcast. So I think um, there will be news coming up shortly about it, but probably um, in the next couple weeks we'll have everything settled and figured out. And I know it's just going to be a tough, tough, that's tough and rough, um, transition just in general to, like, get used to not having been here. And that's what I think I need to do is kind of um, adjust to just not having been here for a couple of weeks before I jump in anything with anybody else, you know? It's like a breakup period from a girl, like, or a guy. You just need, like, a couple months to, like, find yourself again before you can feel comfortable jumping into something with somebody else. So I think that's uh, where I'm going to take it. And, yeah, that's just, you know, 
my own some real shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a big proponent of like taking like a hard systemic break so that you really get to figure out what you want to do instead of just like teasing the idea of coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take a break. The podcast will have an episode next week. Okay, sweet. It's more of just like um, getting used to not having you around. Gotcha. If that makes any sense, it it's 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 a it's a big gap to fill, and as someone who has like obviously spent a lot of time on this podcast and talking uh, about this with like other people and myself, it's just something I'd like to uh, resonate on before just like jumping in and making a big decision, because this is something that you know I spend a lot of time on every week, and you know I just want to make sure that it's going the direction that I want it to go, and we're getting the opinions that we want to hear um, on a weekly basis. Um, because you are a very, you know, open guy. You have a very, like, uh, spiritual outlook on things. You're, uh, you know, a confidence-first kind of person and a do-what-you-can-do-with-yourself-first kind of person, and I am not that. You know, I am very, like, no, don't do that, Steven. <laughs> you don't have any shot. And I'm also, like, you know, yeah, just not that kind of person. I think that's what obviously helps this podcast succeed is, you know, I am the nervous wreck and you are the... Uh, calm guiding ship I'm the guy on the ship going where the fuck are we going and you're just the ship going we're just going man we'll figure it out Sam and I are here to support you so maybe it takes a while to find somebody else to be your co-host like you know we're we're here and we'll, we're down to throw on an episode with you that whenever yeah. and so you do find somebody that like is a good fit cause I mean, we still do things like yeah. the event coming up and Sam's pod and Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're all active and we'll, f- we'll figure it out. There's no other group of people I'd rather try to figure something out with than you guys, so. Uh, really like ice cream. Oh, wow. What kind of... <laughs> Tell me about that, buddy. <laughs> On some real shit. Sugar is addicting. Sugar is addicting? It's bad. What's it's bad. What's you the last... need just a little bit of it and then you just need a little bit more. Yeah. And then you'll have a little bit before bed. This and then the next day you wake up and all you want is sugar. Is this code for cocaine? I can't. No. Really, I'm not really getting it. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about high fructose corn syrup. syrup. That good American shit. Skittles, Kit Kat bars, ice cream. Tell me, what's your favorite, what's your sugary drug of choice? I mean, I've, if, I, if you want me to like compare my... Give me so, one. No, I'm not gonna pick one. I'm gonna have to like lay out my my level of sweets for you. Okay, lay out the level of sweets. So I mean, my I'd have to say my uh, dark arts of of treats would probably have to be uh, chocolate of some sort. Chocolate of some sort. Yes. Give me your favorite fucking candy bar. Plug a candy I mean, bar. I, I like that like fancy shit with the caramel, like the big like squares, the like Ghirardelli, but like fancier than Ghirardelli. Like Toblerone? No, that's like Toblerone. a pri- that's like a pyramid. You know, like you walk in, it's like lints, like eight squared sea salt. Oh, caramel. okay. You like that high? Oh. That high? Like Ghirardelli squares, like the yeah. big yeah. sheets, like the yeah. design. Yeah, you want some of that? That's my yeah. that's my dark art. Design that Okay, stuff. but my my heroin is like definitely sour patch watermelons, like Ooh. anything, <laughs> anything sweet and sour and chewy. Is mm. this lights out? Oh. I can eat a whole bag. <laughs> He's confessed. My crack cocaine, lemon heads. Lemon. Ooh, I'll lemon. eat an entire box. I'll eat apple I'll heads, eat lemon cherry heads. Head. No, lemon oh, heads. Oh damn. Oh. We're Kit Kat gang. 
Kit Kat Kit Kat Kit Kat games. I love Kit Kats. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Give me, wait, give me a break. <laughs> Let's take it. Um, Can we get a Kit Kat sponsor? Oh that'd be gosh. great. Have you guys tried the green tea? Kit Kat? My mom might be down to be our Kit Kat sponsor. My mom would probably send ship us some Kit Kats. Too late. Kit Kats. Too late. Too late. <laughs> um, could you guys give us? About to bring that here. Yeah, about to bring that here. <laughs> um. To end some on some real shit, this is a new thing that we like to ask everybody when they come on. Um, can you give us your Trader Joe's secret hidden item that you guys get? Because you guys are a couple, so you live together. What is like your go-to thing that you have to get at Trader Joe's every time you go? Mm. Like Ben has said, the bruschetta sauce. Bruschetta sauce. Bruschetta stop. And, um, you know, I'm a three-herb goat cheese kind of guy. How are you? I, I am. Did you say that last yeah, time? I said that last oh, time. That's awesome. I like that, and I'm also. Do we get two? Because there's yeah, yeah, two. There's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. As many okay. recommended, you, you can you, have more than you, two. You hit two. Yeah. You hit the cheese. We're trying yes. to we're trying to share this with everybody yeah, so, so they yeah, can yeah, go yeah, to Trader yeah, Joe's yeah, and find. So my my favorite things that I love that pairs deliciously with red wine is they have a great selection of Gouda. They have two really good Gouda cheeses. Two really Gouda cheese. The old Amsterdam. And then the other one is the Thousand Day Gouda. It's, I think it's Trader Joe's brand. Oh my god, they're mm. so amazing. I'm literally addicted. I get it every single time I go. And then I eat fancy cheese and drink wine for like a week. Nice. Every day. <laughs> so, for me, I'm going to have to say, I mean, just off the bat, that bruschetta sauce, that's a big one. I, I got that, it last time. It was it's so good. It's, that's a big one. It's that's so a big crazy. One. Um... Another hidden gem at Trader Joe's, though, has got to be their wild sockeye salmon. It's good. It's really good. Ooh. They've got it in with their, like, it's usually with their, like, meats. It's under, like, yeah. the, it's, it's good. It's not frozen. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. We get it every time we go. It's fun. Nice. Excellent. Thank you guys for um, doing some on some real shit with us. I've got a question, kind of, for the whole group that I want to ask. It's kind of in the uh, realm of Ben leaving. Um, Ben, I'm going to give you three questions that you can answer, kind of short or kind of long, and then we'll judge our answers based on how long you decide to spend on it. But um, really quick, first off, what will you miss the most about San Francisco? Mm. What will I miss most about San Francisco? Since we can't answer that, really. Um, Like... Obviously, besides you guys, yeah. Like obviously, this like because that's yeah. I'm gonna miss you guys a bunch. Like the thing about San Francisco that I miss the most is not having to drive anywhere. Yeah. And the availability of Uber, Muni, and Bart. I um, love that Uber is your first form of some kind of public <laughs> transportation. <laughs> just like, just like not like, just literally not having to really worry about how you get from A to B. Yeah. There um, is a way. There's always, There's always a way. A way. Um, that's probably top of my list. Second is just no matter where you go in the city, there's always a cool spot for you to find that you've never known about before. True. So like you and like like anything that you're interested in, you can find something here in. So whether you're really about Cuban cigars and tacos, you could probably find a spot like that out here. <laughs> or whether you're really about Italian food and tequila. Like, you probably find a spot like that out here. It's true. <laughs> it's like, no matter what you can Exclusion. dream. Yeah, no matter what you can dream, you can find it in San Francisco. And, like, that is a very beautiful thing about this place. 
I'm really, really going to miss. Then you can't find that anywhere else. I, I love it. Um, for you guys, our part of the question, what will you miss that Ben gives you? The thoughts are brewing. I'll start with mine. Um, <laughs> obviously, other than being on this podcast with me, um, I don't know, Ben has always kind of given me a sense of stability. Um, he's a, a calming force in my life. And, um, you know, it's very hard for me to find people that know how to say the right thing and also, like, make me believe whatever uh, the decision that I come to uh, is possibly the right one. So just kind of like a guiding source of um, anxiety is what I will miss uh, about Ben leaving for sure. Just call away. I know. I can text you. I can call yeah, you. I'll Snapchat like, you. <laughs> I'll tweet yeah. at you. I'll DM you on Instagram. Some unsolicited nudes. Don't even have to ask me for them. That's not some real shit. Love some DMs. <laughs> Love some DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever gives me DMs. I'm in a relationship. No one DMs me. I DM you. Yeah, you do. Exactly. We're in a relationship we, we, too. We have that two broke, two broke DM. Yeah, yeah. We're all in it. Yeah. Shoot each other some weird shit. Every <laughs> once in a while. We do some weird shit for sure. Uh, what am I gonna miss about Ben? First off, I'm not gonna have to miss all that much because I. It's that's one thing that I've always loved about our friendship is it doesn't really matter if we're in the same city if we're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, we can always connect. And you know, if it's been a while since we've talked. It's all right, because the next time we talk, we can catch up, and it's just fine. Um, and I, I have confidence that we've you know, grown a little closer over the past year as well, so we're going to stay in a little better contact than the past, past while. Um, you know, you're still going to be there to, to go over new music with me, and I'll be able to send you shit. And you know, I'm not going to have to miss that aspect of things. Um, but I am going to miss just our nights when we sit and listen to new music and watch music videos. Mm-hmm. Something we've done since high school. We'd go and hang out at some place somewhere <laughs> in Huntington Beach and go home and watch uh, MTV Jams with your mom <laughs> for hours. <laughs> we'd literally sit video. there and watch the same music videos over and over and over. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll miss that, but we'll, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, I agree with that. Charles. Those nails still looking fly, girl. <laughs> Interrupting my thoughts, man. Then <laughs> um, I think... I mean, I'm going to miss you for a lot of reasons, for sure. But ever since you moved up here pretty much a year ago... Exactly to the day. Yeah, exactly a year ago. <laughs> um, I was first leaving... You know, I was leaving Taylor Stitch... And you had just kind of started working there. And I feel like ever since then, pretty much every, like, big idea I've had, like, I always run it past you. Like, you're just the type of person who, like, really stimulates my brain in terms of, like, you're always checking in with me. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing? What's new with you? Um, And I feel like you really push all of us to, like, really take our ideas and bring them into fruition. Um, I know that's not going to like disappear just because you're leaving, but it's definitely different um, because it it's these conversations that we have when I see you. Like every mm. conversation I have with you, I feel like is like really meaningful. I definitely appreciate that about you because with so many people, it's just like small talk, you know, but like 
every time I have a conversation with you, it's like a super real conversation. We like really talk about what's relevant mm-hmm. in our lives. <laughs> Get to the nit and gritty. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Great. And thank you, everybody, again, for being honest. Yeah. And um, the second part of this question, Ben, is what do you think you learned the most about being here for the year that you were here? Um, what did the city give to you that you think that you'll kind of take away um, to the future with? I, I love that question. I know. And, like, that's the thing. is like I didn't tell you yeah. any of these questions ahead of the show because if there's one person that could just, like, sit for 15 seconds and then spew some shit that's beautiful, it's you. So that's why I want to blindside you with all this. I fucking love that. Um, man, San Francisco taught me a lot because <clears throat> San Francisco was just some place that I always had in my mind that I'd be there like even from your dad yeah like my my dad was here i got a job with ubi i thought just like denim and like like life after college was here for me no matter what and like i was just gonna do it and then when i got here man i I was in for (laughs) i was in for a doozy like my first couple weeks here i was so thrown off i was i remember that (laughs) i just did not know what was going on i was just such a wreck it was crazy um the beginning Man. of Sad Boy Studios. Exactly. That was right when I moved up here. That was right when I was trying to figure stuff out. That was when you were trying to figure stuff out. Sam was trying to figure stuff out. Chelsea was trying to figure stuff out. It's, everybody was lost. 2015, yeah. summer of figuring shit out. Yeah. Summer 2016, everybody's start, starting to kill it. So, mm-hmm. one year later. What did I learn from San Francisco? Um, I mean, I learned what hard work is really like. A lot of my life, I've been given a lot of opportunity to really excel at things that have already been structured out for me. It's like, here, here's the groundwork. You can do it, great. And then I do it fucking awesome. I got to San Francisco. There was no groundwork. There was no layout. There was no structure. There was no nothing. It was like, Ben, figure it out for yourself. You chose to be here. Mm-hmm. And like, that was hard. And I'm happy to say I figured it out. It took me a whole year. And I think that's pretty normal. But... Man, that was that was hard. And I've learned how to live on my own completely, independently. Yeah. Pay for all of my own things. How to build relationships with people in a work environment, in a new city environment. And just like how to how to have a long distance relationship, how to so much. I've, I've learned so much in a year. It's hard to really, like, encapsulate it in a few sentences. It's like... And I've truly learned how to be a creative individual through this podcast. I've never really had an outlet like this before. Like, yeah, you guys always describe me as that guy's always down on real talk. And yeah, I'm always a guy who's down on real talk. But now, like, people look at me and they're, they're looking for some wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, like, I don't always have the wisdom. The knowledge of seven adults. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, San Francisco gave me a lot. Like, I am so happy I came here. I was telling Sam this. Like, I do not regret my decision at all. Oh, yeah. This was an amazing place for me to be. And I feel like it's a little bit too short that I'm leaving. But it's one of those things where it's like you can't time opportunity. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for everything I've done here. It's it's fucking crazy, to be honest. It's just It's just crazy. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, 
And on your guys' side of the question, um, if you could like think of one word, right? One word that you've got. Go. Oh, sorry. You have your finger up. I thought Wait, you, were well, no, I, you said one word, so I said one word. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. One, one word. One word. <laughs> um, one word to describe what San Francisco has given you guys um, since you've moved up here. What would it be? <laughs> I have to fit five years into one word. He one got word. one year and he got five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I get five it, years it. and I get one damn that's word. It. One oh damn word. God. I would say mine is um, growth. Mm-hmm. You still <laughs> um, obviously that's uh, everybody's, but yeah, like you know, just like Ben said, like I'm able to support myself. I'm happy, uh, even though I might not always seem like it. But being up here has given me um, the opportunity to find myself and be comfortable with who I am, and uh, it also embraced me. Like that's... this, this city's like you know. It's like, I can be that who I want to be. That was not one word. No, but that's a description <laughs> off of one word, and that's why, what I'm looking for. Okay. okay. That's what I'm fishing for. Okay, thank for. you for setting the example, because I'm thank feeling you. very constricted by only getting one word. One night? I'd say confidence. Okay. Mm. Slay. Slay! Yes, mama! <laughs> I just, you know, I moved up here out of high school. When you, especially moving to a big city right out of high school, not having any prior work experience, not, you know, I didn't have all that much going for me other than I was raised pretty well. <laughs> you know, shouts out to Tracy and Peter. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have all that much going for me. You know, I didn't have anything that I could put on a resume and tell people this is why I'm cool. Um, and I think that San Francisco gave me the confidence that I was able to go out and find good opportunities and build myself a resume that is, is pretty darn good. And I could, you know, probably move anywhere I want in the world at this point and get a pretty decent job, work with the company that I, I would like to work for. Um, not that I'm planning on going anywhere, anywhere soon, but I Jesus think Jesus Christ, I, guys, everyone can't leave me at once. <laughs> I think this, the, the city has given me that for sure. Um, made me a little bit more of a confident person in my abilities. Yeah. Gave you a Twitter bio. Twitter bio. <laughs> a resume. <laughs> there we go. What about you? Um, I think my word would be freedom. Mostly because I feel like I grew up in like a pretty, I mean, my parents were pretty strict and they were, I was pretty sheltered for sure. Um, like my town, it's a very small town in Northern California. It doesn't really have a lot of diversity. It doesn't have like culture or community centers or anything like that. Um, so I didn't really have like a lot of interaction with the real world and coming to San Francisco has really given me, um, ultimate freedom to really become whoever I wanted. And that was kind of scary, you know, literally being able to choose whatever I wanted at the time and also opportunity like, San Francisco has raised me. I've been here, like I said, for almost half a decade. So, everything that I've achieved as an adult has been because of San Francisco and being here. Trina, you guys have been here a lot longer. Can I say the one word I feel like describes all of you in San Francisco? Yeah. Please. Like, what I think about seeing... Because I've known all of you guys, except for you, Chelsea. Like, I met you, like... During Four the years first, ago. Yeah, during the first moments of San Francisco, ago. so... I've seen all of you guys grow here. Um, Steven, you have... Oh, 
It's an individual thing. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a group work. No, no, no. Okay. no. Each one. Oh. Each. Um, you have matured a lot. And you've grown a lot more confidence than I've ever seen. Thank um, you. I'm very proud of you for it. I try. Definitely still a work in progress. Of course. <laughs> Always, Always, baby. I'll go to the grave as a work in progress. <laughs> but, like, it's impressive to see where you were in Huntington Beach to choose to move here and where you are now. And that is a mature road to take. Thank you. Sam. I love you. I love you, too. Sam. Um... <laughs> Look at that boyish yeah. smile. It's, it's not even, like, a... One word, it's like, you've become a leader of your own life. You know, a lot of your life, especially with Me Too, was like we were following what was right and expected. You know, it's like we were doing the right things. But like, I am honestly blown away by how much control you take over your own life and your own image and who you are. And San Francisco gave that to you, I feel like. And I'm very, very impressed and I love that about you. Found my Abby. You did. <laughs> my Abby, baby. You did. Tossing you know, Google Maps. You really did. <laughs> and Chelsea, I feel like San Francisco is giving you so much knowledge. You've learned so much here. And you've learned so much about people, relationships, and like your past, the future. Like, I feel like the knowledge that you've gained here is invaluable. And it's going to help all of us too because of what you've learned. I hope so. That's the goal. Yeah. So that's what I see about you here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you as well. I appreciate your orange hat, Sam. <laughs> it's so nice. I won't get accidentally shot on a hunting trip. <laughs> <laughs> no Dick Cheney. <laughs> and then, Ben, this is just for you. Um, as someone who has moved and is moving again. Um, you're not moving home, per se. You're moving back to the region of the world where we're from. Yeah. But what advice would you give to anybody that is thinking about taking that next step? Um, you know, I used to host a podcast before this one called Freshly Baked, and it was not about being high and recording a podcast. It was actually about being like, which sucked because I had to start every podcast episode with this intro, but <laughs> being like a freshly baked piece of bread out of the oven of like, you know, a formatted life, like go to high school, go to college, get tossed into the world. So, um, what advice do you think you can actually give? Oh, pour that love up, baby. Love it. What advice would you give for anybody thinking about making that next step, um, in general, whether it be to move or to pursue something new? Um, you know, this is kind of the, uh, coup de grace of you on the podcast is this like final piece of advice as a, as someone who made that next step. Which leads yeah. to the other next step. Really That's does. the crazy part. Yeah. Um, again, I love this question, Steve. Um, right in my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> I try to, you know, yeah. I'm trying to pitch it to you right yeah. over home plate. <laughs> You're really giving me a nice T-ball right now. Yeah. Just knock that Just out. Bit. Jeez. Uh, for people trying to take the next step. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind that I want to say is... Man, I didn't even realize that I wanted to be close to family until a few months ago. Like, I totally thought that I was going to be okay being in some distant part of the world, doing whatever I wanted to do, and that was going to be cool. 
But then, for some reason, when I came to San Francisco, like, the farthest I've been, it just finally hit me that, like, I do want to be close to family. And I think what I want to tell people is, like, you don't really know your wants all the time. Like, those are constantly changing. And what you grow up thinking is not what you're going to end up wanting. So I always thought, like, the way I grew up was, like, any possibility is possible. So it's like, I can tackle anything that I want to go for. I can go anywhere that I want to go and I can make it work. And I came out here not too far. And like the first thing I realized was like, I want to be closer to home. So for anybody who wants to make a move, really check yourself, like really think about what's important to you. And if you're, I think if you're really not able to answer that question yet, then that's the thing you need to focus on the most. Because some people will try and move and figure it out. Some people will try and change their lifestyle and figure it out. But it's like, you don't need to change anything to try and figure that question out for yourself. And that was something that I struggled with the most was like, what do I really want? And I was trying all these different things, but all it really took was one day for me to myself to really figure out what I wanted. And I figured it out and... I made it happen, and it's crazy that it's happening so fast. Hey! hey what's good? What's up? What's up? Crazy. Yeah, buddy. Um, are comfortable ending it on that? No, I have Okay, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, for somebody who does want to make a move, I thoroughly believe that being uncomfortable is the best education you can get. And Steve, you said this a little bit ago where like, I probably have a problem being too comfortable and I think you're totally right, but that is because I'm on a never ending quest for development. I never want to stop growing. And that means I can never be too comfortable. So that's just me personally, but for you, it was a big step to come out here. And that is awesome that you did that. That that kind of tied into what I said about you in San Francisco is like, that helped you grow so much. That's why, like, people always say, like, travel, study abroad, and all that stuff. It's like, it helps you grow. So for anybody who wants to make a move, make sure all your ducks in a row. Make sure that your corner supports you. And make sure that you have the logistical sense to make it happen. It's, it's not easy on any sense of the word, but if you can make it happen logistically, then you can deal with the emotional side afterwards. Or dirt. That's my piece. I love it, Ben. Thank you. I want to get into a couple of guests. Um, sorry, look. I want to get into a couple of uh, user-submitted questions, because I know people probably asked a couple questions knowing that it was Ben's last episode, and I've got those on my phone, even though I promised never to be on this thing um, <laughs> while we were recording. I'm just going to make a quick announcement. Uh, Josh Bernstein just walked in the door. He's going to join us for this last piece of the last episode. I had to be here for Ben's final moments. <laughs> oh, you know. Couldn't mess up for the world. People loved you on the last one. The oh, wine yeah. Bible. <laughs> um, cool. Um, So the last uh, couple of questions that we have from audience members before uh, we get out of here today is the first one doesn't have a name. So we're going to ask Sam and Chelsea to think of the names. Um, Ben, ask for a first name. Um, Sam 
describe your favorite skateboard trick? Favorite skateboard trick? Yeah. Sam's an avid skater, if people don't know. <laughs> he knows tricks. Let's do... I'm, I want to... You got it. Heel flip. Heel flip. We'll do heel. Heel? heel. And then Chelsea, Chelsea. describe to me your favorite color. Describe? Or what is? <laughs> what is your What favorite? is blue? <laughs> How do you describe Blue, it? but in Spanish, so azul. Heel Azul asks, subject, catch me if you can. And the message, Heel Azul, <laughs> and the message is, I dated someone for about four months. We had a great time, but due to complications, we split up over some bullshit. Now, roughly a year later, since we started dating, um, this person wants me back. They're making an effort to go on dates, uh, stopping by my work, and casually FaceTiming me. Shouts out to Ben. Hey. Not, not they, they don't say that in the message, but when I associate FaceTime, I associate with me. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever been salty about an ended relationship and have maybe still wanted that person back or not? I'm super confused. P.S. I love the show. Sad Ben is leaving, but excited to see what the future holds. So I think basically what they're asking is, have, has a relationship for you ever ended and you have been either okay or not okay taking that person back and why? Well, shouts out to this person for shouting me out. Thanks. Yes, you too. Um, I guess I'll just go first. I've just always been like cold. Yeah, you're a cold guy, dude. Like, you, 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 you leave me, I leave you. It's done. It's like I don't look back. So if if I was bitter about something, man, I'm out. You want to rephrase that one time? So if I'm bitter about something, then I'm not really looking to bring it back. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are certain, some like circumstances where like that's the type of relationship you're in, where like there's a constant back and forth. But if there's a hard break where someone's bitter about something, then um, I bow out. I'm very similar, Ben. I'm kind of cold as well. Like, um, you know, if you fuck me over. I'm not really uh, going to give you another shot, per se. Um, but if a relationship ends um, for good reasons or maybe a level of understanding, like, I can't understand. Um, but there's even been situations where people have li- literally, like, walked out on me completely in life and I've given them another chance. So I think it's very situational. Um, and I think that if you do care about somebody, um, it does take some time to really think about it and resonate it with that. Um, I kind of went through the same thing the past couple of weeks where, you know, I had to take a step away and then kind of came back and we found out that we, you know, kind of like each other or, you know, there's still something there to attempt to make an effort for it. So mm-hmm. I think it's um, a case-by-case case basis. I don't think you should be forever salty for somebody uh, or to somebody unless, like, you really have some justified reasons. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll agree with that statement. Um, you know, obviously, if someone does you wrong, you shouldn't just take abuse and wrongdoing um, because you care about someone. Um, that's unhealthy and leads to unhealthy relationships. Um, but, you know, I definitely have been in relationships where I've gotten back with people after a break. And um, I think the most important part to that is addressing issues that you had that, that caused that split. Um, whether, you know, they were 
harsh things that where someone was left really hurt, which, you know, can be a lot harder to come back from, or just, you know, maybe your relationship wasn't quite working out at the time and it wasn't what both of you needed, you know, you just have to address those things and see what you can have moving forward. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, any thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm probably more of a collector than I am like a cold person. Like I feel like I'm kind of the person the type of person where if I care about you once, I'm like always going to kind of care about you to a sense. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm going to like get back together in a relationship with somebody. But then again, relationships is a really broad term. So are mm-hmm. we talking about like a friendship or a sexual relationship? Or I think they're talking about a sexual relationship in this case. BFGF. <laughs> BF, GF? A sexual relationship does not have to mean that your boyfriend or girlfriend partner, especially after a break. Yeah, GFBF partner, <laughs> partner, partner. A significant other relationship. A significant other. A romantic relationship. I have actually, I do not even remember what I was talking about. BFGF? Well, somebody's <laughs> interrupted me and, like, been on this whole rant. I have no idea what I was saying. been touching my arm hair too much this episode. Anyway. Uh, um, Chelsea, any thoughts? Nah. <laughs> 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 Alright. <laughs> Valid. Sounds um, So, the last question from um, a guest this week comes from Mr. Steelier food i'm broke um and the criticism is uh the criticism is the subject is criticism and the message reads i'm a filmmaker writer and i've always felt that a certain amount of self-loathing is necessary in creating something honest but lately i've had a hard time looking at anything i've made and knowing if it is any good or not um how do you find a healthy balance when it comes to self-criticism Sam, do you want to jump on this since you kind of make music all the time for yourself and for the podcast? Yeah, I mean, self-criticism is something that every artist struggles with. Um, I honestly think if you put something out and you have no form of, oh, is this good? I don't, you know, no form of kind of self, uh, self-consciousness self about that piece. I don't, I, can you even ask, call yourself an artist? I mean, yeah. You know, you just are, oh, I'm trying this. I'm going to just whip this together, and it is what it is. But when you really put some, your time and your effort into something, like you, you feel very critical about it because you're putting your, your emotions into something, whether it's a painting, whether it's music, whether it's a film. You know, it's something that you're, you're going through in your life that is kind of channeled into that, that art that you're making, and people are very self-conscious about it. I think that's part of being an artist. Um, I saw an interesting tweet today. Um, it actually it mentioned that being an artist, nothing you ever do is ever complete. It's only abandoned. Um, and I, I find that very true. Most stuff that I've put out or have worked on, whether it be you know art-wise, music-wise, it's all stuff that I finally just kind of give up and be like, okay, this is good enough for now. I need to move on to something else. And I, I definitely know a lot of other artists that, that you know, live by that as well. So. I think as, like, an artist, you can't necessarily be a perfectionist. No, you can't. I mean, it's definitely something that some people can be, but you'll always think that you can do something a little bit better. And that's the the nature of, you know, being competitive and, you know, something that Ben struggles with. He's always thinking he can do something a little bit better than what he's got. And that's, you know, how you advance in life. But as an artist as well, you also have to trust that 
you know, what, what you're putting out, if it makes you happy, then that's all that matters. If you're feeling like you're able to, to channel your, your energies and your emotions in the way that you wanted it to, um, I think that that's, that's what's important. As someone who is kind of in the same vein as uh, the person asking this question, uh, as like a filmmaker, a writer, as an editor even, um, just like how uh, Sam said, it's like you get to a point where you're like, this is good enough for now. And I kind of find the beauty in the time period that I made something. Like, I think a lot of the stuff that I made video-wise or even wrote uh, is very reflective of that time. And I kind of find beauty in that, kind of like um, a real expression slash like pocket of time kind of captured, whether it's, you know, me filming my friends doing something stupid or writing something sad about, you know, a breakup that I've read three years later and I'm like, damn, I was pretty fucked up back then. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a bunch of different ways uh, of analyzing yourself, but I think the, the best way to uh, think about your own work is kind of understand that you're your own biggest critic and you won't know if it's good or not until you, you put it out there. Like as someone who used to do stand up and stuff like that, like that's the whole ring of open mics is I've got 10 ideas. I'm going to go in front of a bunch of people that are probably other stand up comics that won't laugh at my shit because they want to do better than me and or random people that happen to stumble into this bar and there's people talking in front of everybody. Um, and you take your licks and you understand some stuff works and some stuff doesn't. And it's all about how often you go back and try the same thing over and over again until it works. You know, you gotta, it's editing and critiquing, but at the same time, like you have to get um, comfortable with it at some point, especially if you are going to pursue being an artist or anything. And speaking of artists, Chelsea, since you paint and stuff, how do you feel about this kind of topic? I don't know, I'm the queen of leaving, like, my paintings unfinished. Like, I feel like for me, when I'm working on a painting, it's usually translating something that I'm going through at the time, like, processing it, whether it's positive or negative. Um, I look back and I somehow always have a painting that lines up with, like, big life events. Um, even though, like, subconsciously, I feel like I get inspired with an idea. When I look back, it was actually, like, this subconscious way of, of me processing things artistically as opposed to, um, you know, through another venue. So, yeah, I feel like as I'm a work of process, a work in progress, so is my art. So, it's never actually complete. Um, and I think my biggest problem is self-criticism. I'm not one to give advice on this because it is not something that I've mastered at all um, but I also think that being aware and just knowing that you're doing it and that you're always like your biggest critic like nobody is going to look at your work and downplay it as much as you do because you are the only one that had your original idea in your head everybody else just sees what you made right you're the only one that really has this other idea of what it was supposed to be in your head to compare it to so when people see what you've made they're like wow there's so much confidence there's so much thought like I love this idea I never would have been able to think of this idea because it was your idea you know they just see the wonder and the marvel and all that negative stuff really just like exists in your head because you you're stuck on this idea of what it should have been rather than just really accepting and loving what it is I guess no I can that's I mean, I say well that, stated. Yeah, but exactly. I say that hypothetically, <laughs> but you know, I'm still at the end of the day, my harshest critic. 
Yeah, 100%. It's hard to escape that kind of mindset. It's like, yeah. you know, how can I not care so much about something I'm about to put into the world? Mm-hmm. It's like the only form sometimes that, like, people do that, and they're just like, whatever happens, happens. It's like giving birth, I feel. Mm-hmm. But if it, you're in control of anything, you want it to be the best it can be. Mm-hmm. But give me that give me that good Ben shit. I want that good old school Ben shit on this one. I saw you taking notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like embarrassed. He's like, I took some notes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to even listen to myself on this podcast. On yeah. No shit. It's like, it's a really weird sensation to like, either see yourself, hear yourself, look at the work you put out. Like, I don't feel like that's a weird thing for anybody. Like, being your harshest critic is like a normal thing and the hardest thing at the same token. So, especially for this shit, it's like, I literally have to spend... I usually do this every other week. I spend every other week, and I spend two hours and listen to two weeks of podcasts. That's what I've gotten in a group up. Like I can't even listen to something that we just put out because it's still so fresh in my yeah. head. It's like I need to spend time after it's kind of departed and really reflect on it. And like when I even when I listen to it, it's not listening to what I'm saying. It's to try and find better ways of saying it so that I know that when new questions come up, like. This is something I thought about before, and this is how I want to tackle it in the future. So I don't sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, like, that's just kind of where it's gone for me here. And this this has probably been the most artistic output I've had in a long time. So. Well, that's the crazy part. Is like, we did this podcast, and, you know, we've said this before. And since it is the last time uh, you're as, like, you know, a host for now that you're here, we'll say it again, motherfuckers. We would have made this if like only ten people listened to it, and you know we're not gonna brag any more than we have in the previous episodes. But I mean, the person who asked this question doesn't know us that well and mm-hmm. is listening to this. So like, make something, put it out there, and people will like it. I mean, you know, I just have to keep this going. Shout out to Sean McKenzie. That mm-hmm. dude, you know, woodworks, and like one person got one sick item from him, and now everyone asks him about woodworking. Yep. It's like, yo, make me a toothbrush holder. I want a paper towel dispenser. It's like, damn, it's like, you know, people are on this guy's dick about making him, you know, fine quality wood products. And um, it's the same thing, like I said, about the podcast. Like, we made something, we put it out there, people respond to it or people listen to it. It's just like, you'll find your audience. That's the only thing that mattered. Um, Think of it kind of like Tyler, the creator. No one thought that anyone would like that guy. I mean, he was screaming about you know, random horse shit and then calling everybody a faggot for years and now he's got one of the biggest followings like in the niche rap market that you mm-hmm. could possibly have and some people don't like it and some people are super into it mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like, you know, create your own path and okay. you'll never know if you have the opportunity to have that path unless you take that next step and like that's what you gave me, like we kind of talked about it before but I probably wouldn't have done this podcast unless you were like, yo... Let's do that podcast because it just kind of got to the point where I wanted to do it, but like I was never confident in it. And then like I was like, oh, I have one person that I could do this with and it would be Ben. And like there you were to be like classic, as Chelsea said, take the next step and like try to push yourself to do something. And that's like what happened. And it's funny. I I referenced this before, but we said I told you I was like, if I could do 20 episodes of the podcast, that would be my dream because like that's like way longer than I've done anything else. But, like, to be honest, I've only ever got up to, like, episode six of any of my other podcasts. Mm. 
to the fact that we're at like 14 right now and Ben is about to leave, but this thing's still going to continue and we have the platform for it to do so is like a big bonus and like create something, dude, or yeah. her, whoever asked this question, like, you know, what did we name this person? Oh, uh, Heel Azul? Heel Azul. <laughs> like, you know, oh no, this person actually has a name. It's uh. too broke for food. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> pursue whatever you want to pursue, and, you know, hopefully someone will listen and, you know, give you feedback on it. But you're never going to be satisfied, man. That's what art's all about. You think Van Gogh died satisfied? Mm. No. Just, just be okay with being vulnerable. Exactly. At the end of the day. And that creates the best art. 100%. Like Drake. That's a good right <laughs> That's there. a damn. That's I've a All right. These people look like they're about to fucking kill themselves. Um, so. Just, so rude. <laughs> Sam was literally looking over there at his veins like, how many do I have to cut? Um, <laughs> no. Um, oh, Lord. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say, um, Ben, do you have any last words for the listeners as a yeah. as a host and stuff like that? Obviously, you will be back on the podcast as a yeah. guest in the future, but what do you have to say to the listeners before um, we do recommendations um, and slide out of here? When you saw me writing, I was literally writing my last words. Oh, you were? Yeah, so I have a few things I want to say. Any last words? Um, one, I love that Sam, at this point in his life, says that music is... An identifier of his character. I love that. Absolutely love that. Not looking in his veins. Um, Stephen, I've told this to you before, but I am one hundred percent dedicated to the success of this podcast. I will make sure this podcast does well, even when I'm not here. Love it. Any Thank way you. I can, like in the background, in the foreground, just like I want Two Broke to be a successful brand. Send me a couple fucking Red Bulls, baby. Hey, sugar free. Hey, I only drink the sugar free ones. Sugar free. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do. Um, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. But build the wall. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Angelina's on 22nd in California is the shit. Love that place. Good Gotta stuff. give a good shout out to Angelina's. I grew up at Angelina's. This is their thing. I did grow up there. Um, I'm gonna miss Salem's and Irving's Pizza. Yeah, the spots. Shout, shout out, out to, to Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And uh, man, friends are invaluable. Especially like you really don't know the people that are going to come out and support you when you actually ask for them. Like when I actually needed people the most and I was asking for help, like the people that stood up and was like, put their hand up and said, I will help is astonishing. So friends are the shit. Like friends really do help you get through life. Try your hardest to keep in contact with them. Yeah. And um, my last words that I want to say on this podcast is uh, I will always be too broke. Exactly. Always. Never have enough money, baby. <laughs> always too broke. One more question. What? Are you guys actually therapists? <laughs> We're not, but that will be the last question. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into recommendations, guys. What got you through the week? Um, first off, Sam and Chelsea. Thanks for being on. 
So we want to give you guys time to uh, let our listeners know what got you through the week and also where people can find you on social media. But let's start with uh, your recommendations. Um, anything off the top? Off the top. Off the top. Off the top. No. <laughs> I'm, trying to, no I'm, I'm trying to think. I've had I've had a real rough week. I don't think I've done too much to, to help myself get through it. We've been watching Orange is the New Black. Season four? Season four. About halfway through. Mm. We've watched the first half twice because it's kind of like... All over the place. Yeah. I get so distracted with my phone that I don't pay attention to it. I'm an, awful, I'm an awful TV watcher. It just does not hold my attention at all. Uh, my boosts are getting me through my week. Yep. You Great it. answer. Last week I said that my ultra boost would get me through the week. It's so true. Love it, guys. Welcome to the family. I want to say that Sam told me that ultra boosts or boosts help you spring through to the next step. And that was the best descriptory yeah. term I've heard about the shoes. Like, it literally makes you want to propel forward. I've honestly wanted to buy some after hearing Ben talk about them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If only you could get referrals for selling people boosts. <laughs> I'd have a year worth of In referrals. a new world. <laughs> In a new world. What got me through the week is um, I spent a lot of time re-watching the show Flight of the Concords, which is a great show, and I saw them live last night, and I didn't know Dimitri Martin was opening for him. But that dude is, like, way more influential in my life than I thought he actually was. Um, and I saw him last night, and I re-listened to his whole uh, first album, Person, which is, like, a huge thing for people that uh, really fucked with that when we were younger. But I just remember listening to that album, like, on my way to Texas when I had to move there after my parents' divorce. And, like, that was, like, the only thing that made me laugh for, like, three months. So, like, just the fact that I got to see him live, which I'd never seen, and I've seen every stand-up comic you can think of live, like... I don't know, for like 20 minutes, it wasn't even that long of a set, like, I was just in it, like, I didn't think about anything else, I was just like, watching stand-up, and it was good to get, like, back in that pocket, like, really escaping, like, that's why I love movies so much, and like, almost anything, even podcasts, is like, a form of escapism, and like, that was the first moment where I felt like euphoric watching something live, in a long time, and I've, you know, been to plenty of concerts in the past couple months, and all that stuff, but that was like, very real, and... Fly the Concords, kill it, dude. They're old men now, but goddamn, was that show fucking fire. Like, I've never been in a stadium where that many people are, like, laughing per second than when those dudes are on stage. And, like, it's 100% pure interaction. It's, like, you know, half of it's improv, half of it's, like, their actual songs. It's, like, just great. Um, So, comedy, as always. Love it. Can't wait. And waiting, fiending, to go to Skywalker Ranch with Sam Hart. And go and hang out with some R2-D2 units and um, wear a cool shirt and a lot of buttons. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to definitely uh, take a lot of photos. (laughs) But I'm really excited for that for sure. I've told a lot of people about it. I think what's gotten me through the week, because it's been been such a long couple of weeks, is like really communicating with the people in my life, like, what my needs and my wants are, and just maintaining really good communication. Um, so I'm, I'm the type of person to, like, not really speak out when things are bothering me or when I'm, like, unhappy, and then that kind of, like, builds up But I until I get, like, overtly upset about something that seems minor, but it's because of this whole history, you know. Yeah, you know of course. 
but just I've just gotten into the practice of like really communicating what my wants are and what my needs are with you know work with my relationship with Sam with friendships and just being really honest with myself and it's gotten me to me and it's gotten me to a much better position that's great I also want to say one last thing thank you for letting me watch Theo I can tell you this Ben said he was going to be a dick. He was not a dick. Really? Me and him, we laid together all day. I can oh. tell you that. He, oh, he, 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 I would literally sit in bed, and he would run into the bed with me, and just, like, lay with me. And, we'd uh. and um, yeah, you know me. I love that cat. <laughs> I love that motherfucking feline. And, uh, yeah, dude. He's my gato. Are you missing a small gray comb? Yeah. I use it on Via, but you can give it back to me. Thank you for watching my son. I was I hope I actually he's wasn't my stressed because <laughs> I knew that he was in your care. Yeah, he was great. I stopped by, he like, you know, definitely was a little awk at first. He was like, Who the fuck is this white guy? This isn't the usual skinny dude that comes in. And uh after a couple seconds, you know, I, I meowed at him and he like he kept meowing, meowing and meowing and then I was like, Come over here, bro and then we touched faces, chill ever since. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was a great time. And uh, let's give each other a chance to plug everything. Let's plug it up. You guys have given us your time. I want to give you our time to hear where we can find your stream of consciousness uh, this week on the internet. So I'll start and we'll go around the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me at Stephen Baker 8, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Baker's in the profession, and 8. You can always submit questions to this podcast for us to answer on the air at twobrokefortherapy.com. And you can always follow the podcast on Twitter at at TBFT Podcast, and we take questions there too. A couple people have DM'd us on that, and uh, that's how we've put it on the podcast as well. So, thank you guys for submitting questions. Thanks everybody for giving their time. Um, and yeah, find me on Twitter, uh, Xander Wave X A N D E R dot W A V. No, no SoundCloud. Oh. Just X A N D R W A V. I say thank you for knowing my better than I do. Fuck Instagram. Um, oh, you're not about that unchronological shit. Yeah, I'm not pissed. about it. I'm pissed. Not even gonna plug it. Um, find me on SoundCloud. Dot <laughs> wave. X A N D E R. W A V. No dot. <laughs> okay. <sorry. laughs> I, I want to make sure people get it. You know. If, if you search, if you just search it on SoundCloud, it's got the dot. Okay. If you, if you type it in to like, the search bar. Search bar. No dot. SoundCloud.com backslash X A N D E R W A V. You excited about the mix this week? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Can you throw like that uh Imperial March uh trap song in there? <laughs> just yeah, just yeah. for yeah, just for that just for that uh just for that weekend. I heard the most hype song in the whole world by Die Antwoord. Yeah. Yeah, but they're coming yeah, they're but coming here in like three months. It's, two months. It's they're, crazy. They're gonna play at Bill Graham. Yeah. I know. I I think I'm going to Life is Beautiful, I'm gonna cop Ben's tickets and then play there. Hey. Vegas, great Vegas baby. Me, Shepley, and Diddy just running the streets of Vegas. This is going to be so dope. Shep, dude. This is going to be so awesome. Shout out to the Shep. Chelsea. You can find me on Instagram at Jane. I pretty much only use Instagram. Um, but also just keep in touch with me going forward because we are planning a pretty big event coming up. Um, we're doing a Two Broke for Therapy event at the end of July. Um... More details to be announced, but we're partnering with a lot of exciting people. Um, 
Obey Clothing, Therapy Stores here in San Francisco, Ruka, um, also Friends Over at Mirage Medicinal, um, and then a lot of great artists too, so we're really excited about that, so trying to nail in details, but I'll definitely be sharing more with you guys as I, you know, get it all locked in. Yeah, and um, Ben? Anything for that? I'm excited for that as well. Oh, yeah. Also, if anybody's hearing this and you're interested, you know, you want to participate, please email the guys and they'll definitely, you know, forward it on to me so we can coordinate stuff. I'd love to support our listeners, you know, with your guys' artistic endeavors or if any of you have your own clothing lines or make jewelry or I don't know, whatever. If you guys want to participate in any way, definitely reach out and let us know. Definitely. Plug it up, Ben. Y'all Put can, one more plug in it. Y'all can find me at Instagram um, at Benesy, B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y underscore, no E-Y. Uh, <laughs> no E-Y. No E-Y. Um, Twitter at Benjamin Simons, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-S-I-M-O-N-S. And other than that, I'll still be here. You'll still be here in spirit, dude. I'll still here to TBFT. So, and if there's one more plug that I can give, you know, it's just Love Winery. Thanks love, for giving us a couple of bottles this week. You know, shouts out to the Russian River. Supposedly it doesn't smell that good, but your wine smells great. Chardonnay. Oh, yeah, let's do this right. Shouts out Love Winery, Reserve Russian River Chardonnay. Y'all are inspired by love, made with love. Give a little love, share a little love with the one you love. Cheers. Cheers. And also... Shouts out to the year 2011. I That's agree. when this wine is from. The great year. And That's when me and Sam graduated high school. Boom. This is five years old. You know how long five years is? That's how long Chelsea's been in San Francisco, Sam. That's how long I've loved myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And Ben. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to miss you too, dude. I actually, I actually have one. I actually have one last question for you guys before we leave. Before we leave, um, what's the biggest lesson that you guys have learned from this experiment thus far? Oh man, it doesn't have to be this this experiment. These past three months. Can you go first? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, what I have learned from this past three months is. That challenging yourself is healthy in any aspect. And that no matter what you put out there, even if it's good, even if it's shitty, it's like try your best to put your best foot out there and see what comes back. Don't be scared to make the perfect thing and hope that it's perfect. Just put something out there, see if it's good or bad, especially in this stage, and then see what comes back. I agree. I would say the most, uh, or I would say the thing I've learned from the past three months in doing this is probably um, support is more real than you think when you try to put something out there. You know, I don't know how many people um, our age or that know us even really uh, do something that is on iTunes or on the internet that like a mass amount of people could subscribe to, even if they listen to it or not, or like you know at least tell you like, hey, you have a podcast, like. I was at uh, Josh's day party, you know, young day party, me being at a day party is classic, 
but I got talked to about the podcast maybe like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, support's real, and um, I just kind of think like, you know, the more you try and stuff like that, the more you're going to find people like really giving you an effort to let you know, like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and that's my favorite thing about this podcast is the support that we've got, so mm-hmm. I, shout out to everybody who listens, and it's been that important to me and Ben, and you know, that's why we want to keep this thing going is for everybody. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned is you never know who's listening. Um, yeah, I think it showed through the podcast because people, you know, talk about it. And, you know, like just random people from a long time ago that you wouldn't think, you know, hit you up. Oh, that's so cool, man. Um, but that goes for, you know, everywhere in life. You know, you never know who's watching, who you're talking to, who's in the same room as you, uh, you know, observing you. And it's going to remember you down the line um, and it's going to be deciding whether you get an opportunity or you don't. So, you know, just a reminder to always put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Love it. I think the thing that I've learned is, or I guess a piece of advice to offer is find something and do it with your friends. Um, you know, we chose to do a podcast, and I feel like through doing the podcast, even though Sam and I weren't on it every single week, um, you know, we've been kind of like promoting the events and the brand, and just like really, we've been doing this together for like the past couple of months. Um, I feel like it's brought us all so much closer together and, like, helped us develop individually. Um, And I just feel like whether that... It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be a business. It could be doing soccer. It could be, you know, bike riding. Just find something and do it with your friends. Don't just, like, sit around all the time or just have friends that you go out and get drunk with. Like, build meaningful relationships. Like, you're attracted to certain people for a reason. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't just come together to, like, you know mess around all the time, do something together, make an impact. Awesome. And, you know, Too Broke for Therapy is not over. We'll be back next week with Hot Chocolate Boy. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, you know, we've got a fine mix from Taco Boy, Sam Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, hope maybe, I mean, I don't know what you... Hot Chocolate Boy? I was just no one knows something. who Hot Chocolate Boy is until next week. No but he's hot and he's chocolate. He's hot and he's chocolate. And I can tell you this... Um, it's been a blast having Ben on the podcast, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I wouldn't have done this with anybody else, um, and I'm excited to see where this show goes. And just know he will be around. He will be uh, back on the podcast, and you know, mm-hmm. let him know all the love from you guys. If you get an opportunity this week, just like you know, shoot him a tweet or, or even just like one of his images on Instagram. You know, that always gives him a little hey. boost in his step hey. if it's not the ultras. Um, but we've had a blast, right? Definitely. We definitely have, Steve. And you know, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes without you. But um, you know, we'll still, we have him. He's we just, have him. I know. You know, a couple he's, hundred miles away. It's not. He's bit. not leaving too broke for therapy. He's just not hosting the podcast anymore, guys. Like I know, but you guys have to understand. And this is the realest thing: is like I have one night a week where I get to come here and like spend time with one of my friends and like this is something that we get to do together and I don't have that with you guys I don't have that with anybody else but Ben and it's like something that really gives me like balance it's like I always have a night I know where I will go and hang out and chill like Bernstein's here Mike the fucking killer and like you know even Siegel's random appearances like they help my week uh, exponentially so it sucks that that's not going to be a thing anymore and it's just like you know it's hard to see Ben go because He's given all of us a lot, and, you know, he'll be here in spirit, but he still just won't be here. And I think that's something that will be felt um, 
through multiple different friend groups. So, I love you. I love you guys. And Steve, I have one more question for you. Talk to me. Are we therapists? You have to tell me, dude. (laughs) We are not therapists. We are not motherfuckers. And always remember that that's what Ben said. Are you okay? Sam's just sitting there very sad. Sam is not a therapist. Oh, Sam's not a therapist. Chelsea, are you a credentialed to be a therapist? No. What but... about you, Bernstein? Yeah, I actually am. Oh, he is? A but wine you're, therapist. You're a wine doctor, though, I thought. Yeah. He's basically <laughs> a pharmacist. Yeah, he's a pharmacist of wine. And uh, shout out to Love Winery one time. Boom, boom, boom. Grind Boys. Energy ba, ba, Squad. Ba. Energy Squad. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right, yes. And, uh... <laughs> And uh, we'll see you guys soon, and uh, we'll be back next week, so check us, and uh, yeah. I love it, guys. We love, I love you. It. Oh, I my love God. You guys. So sad. Say one last thing, Sam. On mic. It can't, it, can't be, it can't be your <laughs> lips opening. You have to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that young thug sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cheers and get out of here. Shouts out to Lo- uh, Love Winery. Shout out to... Love Winery, thank you so much. Sonoma cheers with my water. We out here. Sober driver, drinking smart water, not sponsored. I had to buy this shit. There's one thing you can say is that she's not done. Yeah. Smart girl. <laughs> you really, really smart. Smart water. You're smart. She's smarter water than Jennifer. Ben. We are not therapists.
in my youngest. Get me booing with the slashes in my youngest. I be slamming with the slashes in my youngest. Get me sliding with the slashes in my youngest. Kind of bells inside my baby pimple still. I get out of work and let the J snap the scale. My bitch rides slow with the A like she get L's. I wear that white, I cut that white, but I am not no shell. Add a little soda, put the tan on it. I got the shit for the L on my shoulder, want it? I drink more mud than the pig, I think pork want me. And the front of the Mazi look like a fork, don't it? Let it breathe. I'm like the rapper, your fucker be chasing cheese. I want the hills and I'm not talking Mickey D. My jury go like the tokens that check the cheese. Old English, 800 calories a mile. Just be very still, ain't gonna hurt anybody. Hell no, let you twirl, but if I like it, I cop it. I met Poppy and he said he good at uploading wallets. Can me rhyme with the signs to my youngest. Can me booling with the signs to my youngest. Slamming with the slackers in my youngest. Can't be slamming with the slackers in my youngest. 